Hello everyone, you're listening to Game Rivals, a podcast where a Nintendo fan and a PlayStation fan talk about the latest games and happenings in the gaming community and industry. I'm one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and together with Sean Templar, we bring you this bi-weekly podcast about video games. Alrighty, welcome back everybody to a new E3 Extravaganza Super episode of the Game Rivals. I'm one of your hosts, John Templer, and I'm here with my other amazing co-host, Maximilian. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good, Sean Templer. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Um, yeah. Excellent. I was actually kind of worried that we wouldn't be able to do this, but lo and behold, here we are. Well, let's just say that the internet in some parts of the world aren't as amazing as our own our own country. And now I understand all the stadia stuff you're talking about, like internet in other countries. It's so different. Eh, I get the skeptical part now. Yeah, yeah, you get it now, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I've had to experience it myself, unfortunately. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, well, at least you're here and you've been able to catch up on some of the pre E three stuff. Yep. Um, which I've also been able to uh, watch some of them live, some of them kind of in a recap. Um, so I guess let's just jump into our first segment. Um, we're going to dive into EA first. Uh, our second segment will be about the Microsoft press event, which I can't wait to talk about, and I can't believe I'm even saying that. And then the uh, third segment will be about uh, Bethesda and a little bit about Devolver Digital. So uh, let's kick it off with, well, EA. And the first thing they kicked it off was with Star Wars. Yes, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Woo! Yeah, it looked awesome. However. Uh Uh-oh. So I'm going to jump the gun a little bit. No, can we just say that it looked awesome before we just do this? no, 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 no. I'm not disagreeing with the awesomeness. I just want to jump the gun a little bit and explain why I'm saying this. Okay. Because to me, the presentation at Microsoft for this game was better paced because it was like a proper trailer mm-hmm. than the gameplay deep dive that they had at the EA event. I'm not saying that I wouldn't want to have the deep dive. It's just that it wasn't paced that well. To be honest, I just watched the 15-minute video of the gameplay trailer. Um, and for me, that was okay. Really? Yeah, I just... look Because if I compared that to that, I would have rather had they started off with the trailer and then do a deep dive. That's how it t- generally goes. But yeah, um, I, I just want to say that I'm actually, besides the pacing stuff you're having, I'm really excited. I got a, a strong... Um, Uncharted meets Star Wars feeling out of it, which I really liked. Really? Yeah, the traversal, you know, and uh, climbing and stuff like that, and the and the environmental puzzles about uh, you know the part where uh, the the and that's something I really like the super cute drone you have with you. Yeah, that drone's really cool. Uh, you, you, what was it called again? BB One. I honestly don't know. It was 
I was constantly laughing because it's like, oh, it's so cute. Oh, the sounds it makes. But uh, there's this part that the character's climbing up and then he says that he can overcharge something and then he overcharges something and it opens up a completely different way for him to, to get the, through the level. I was like, okay, okay, I get this. This is, at least for me, it felt a lot like Uncharted, which is, yeah, I liked it. Uh, yeah. So the droid's called BD1, mm. capital B, capital D1. It's adorable. That's a good acronym. It's like a cute little. It's like a cute little backpack. It, I want one. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, what I also thought was really cool is that um, the combat system doesn't. It doesn't look like you're overpowered. It looks like you have a stamina meter or a force meter, so you can't pull the same trick in infinite times. You have to kind of like plan out your moves before you do something. Instead of just uh, force choke everybody, I don't know if it's in there, but for example, you can't just force choke everybody constantly, or I think you can't deflect all uh, laser beams uh, constantly. So there is some planning and thinking around instead of just walking around and like, oh, I'm a Jedi, I'm going to kill you all. It's You're actually pretty fragile for a Jedi, and that's something I like. Yeah, I mean, the, as you were talking about the combat, so for me... It reminded me more of um, the last, the last uh, Star Wars single-player game, uh, Star Wars and uh, The Force Unleashed. The Force Awakens? No, no, not The Force Awakens. That's the movie. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lol. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Force Unleashed. Yeah, the one when you get to yeah. choose what you want to do when you're the apprentice of Darth Vader and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. It kind of felt more like that in terms of the combat, but way more free-flowing. Mm, okay. So you could t- you could definitely see that you have the options to do whatever, and they confirmed it. So during uh, the interview after the gameplay uh, event, um, where they were talking to uh, Greg Miller from Kind of Funny Games, and they were saying that, yes, it looks like all those moves were canned, but they're not. It's free-flowing. You can combo whichever way you want. You can combo in whichever order you want. And it looks awesome because you have new force powers that didn't exist before the Disney acquisition. You know, the like, for example, they were showing off that he could uh, slow down uh, enemies, kind of like how Kylo Ren does it in the movies. Yeah, that was cool. Including freezing a bolt of laser in place. And grabbing a stormtrooper, bringing it to him, and then force pushing it into the beam. Oh, that was so awesome! That was cool. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Oh man, that was so cool. Ah, I will say that the gameplay. Yes, I am looking forward to it personally because it has been a while since we've actually had a good Star Wars game, a good single player one at that. So I'm looking forward to what this game is going to entail, how it's going to unfold. Um, it looks good. It looks really nice. There's a lot of foliage in this game. Definitely, yeah. At least in the, at least in the, the, in the part that they showed, there was a lot of foliage. Yep. Yeah, it really look, it, besides that it looks good, I think it'll play nice. But with these games, it's always the question like, okay, I'm going to sink 60 bucks into it. And is it going to be one of those six-hour single-player games, or am I going to get more money for my? Or am I going to get more value for my my hard-earned money? 
Um, mm-hmm. If they make it worth it, if it's like a roller coaster ride of six hours, I'll probably be fine with it. But the tricky part with these kind of games is you play it once and then you kind of never play it again. So I think that replay value is something important to look at with these kind of games. Which is going to be interesting because they said that in this game, there's no choosing light or dark side. You are a Jedi, period. Oh, that's nice. So there's no more. There's no. As far as I can tell, there's no morality system, but they did say there were story, uh, the branching story paths depending on what you choose in dialogues, that carries over. So I'm curious to see how that actually plays out. I think for Respawn, this might be the first time they're doing something like this story-wise. So I'm kind of curious if they'll be able to pull it off. Yeah, they do have some experience with single player because, of course, they have people from Infinity War that came over when they first started. And the mm. second Titanfall had had a really good single player, one of the most underappreciated single players that are, that are out there right now. So I think they did get some practice out with that. Um, I just don't know like how much freedom they have to go with the Star Wars game and the way that the game is being pitched it's Star Wars Jedi, and then it's called Fallen Order. So it, it looks like they're setting up a franchise. So I think then there will be, if the game sells well, I think there will be a lot of opportunities to branch out and do other stuff. Will they, though? Because their license is about to expire. Yeah, I think that this is one of those hit or miss moments for EA when if they can show uh, Disney that they can pull it off. Because Disney has stated in the past, uh, I believe even this year, uh, last month or month before, that Bob Eager, the CEO, said that they're comfortable and they like doing licensing deals. They don't want to develop in-house Star Wars games. They want to give the license to someone and have them do it. And yeah, if you look at it, if they take the license back from EA, there are only a handful of publishers that might go for it. And that's either, I think, a Ubisoft, an Activision, maybe a Microsoft or a Sony. But I don't think that's like, maybe Microsoft will pull it off. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But here's the thing. Um, We do know that at least when it comes to the Marvel licenses, Mm -hmm. at the very least, those... Um, they're more willing to spread the love around, as it were, um, because Nintendo is publishing a Marvel game um, that's being made by the made by Team Ninja. Um, Square Enix is making a Marvel game. Um, we have uh, Camouflage making the Iron Man game. So, in in terms of Marvel, Marvel seems to be spreading the love around. We don't know about Lucas Arts yet. Um, so I guess, I guess only time will tell. Yeah. I mean, if this ends up being a good game and it ends up doing well and it ends up making Disney a lot of money, I can see indeed them being like, okay, um, do like respawn, do more of this for us while we shop around other stuff. Because the only other thing that, um, I guess we'll get into later with the Microsoft one. I don't want to spoil it here right now. Um, there was another as uh, as Lord, Lord Emperor Palpatine would say. Yeah, I remember when EA got the license. It was a licensing deal for 10 years. So I think they got the license. The 10 years is almost up, man. Yeah, they got it in 20, what, 2012, 2013, something like that. So yeah. if they... No, re- earlier than that. 
Are we sure? Let me just double check that. EA because it. I think they got the. I think they got the license soon after the 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 the, the Disney acquisition. I'm just double checking that. I think about a year after that, and the Disney acquisition was. Uh... Uh, the top of my head, I think it was 2012, maybe. Okay, this is funny. I'm I'm, I'm I see two different articles. One is saying Disney is reviving Lucasfilm games and may take back the Star Wars license from EA. That was posted in March of this year. And another, oh no, that was a yeah, that was that's not that one is not accurate now. Oh, yeah, it says it here, oh, yeah, yeah, it says that the update to the original article, Disney has reached out to outlets clarifying that Lucasfilm Games has existed to help manage licensing for games. They have no intention of developing games in-house and still plan on working with EA. Yeah, because the yep. other article says that um, Disney will continue to license Star Wars video games to EA. And that was a month before that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, if... If there is still time left, like let's say there are two or three years left on the deal for EA, if EA really mm-hmm. wants to be a shitty publisher, they can have uh, Respawn churn out another one after this. Because like generally what we see this gen is that if they come up with a new IP, it takes them like four or five years to develop the IP. And then when they want to do a sequel, they generally pull it off in two or maybe three years. So if EA really wants to be a cash cow guy, then they can say, you know what, after this one, we're gonna, we want you to move into production or pre-production for the second part and we want that to be released within two or three years they could play that card if they want yeah they could i don't hope so but, but only, yeah yeah but only time will tell man yeah yeah all right um any more things to say about um fallen order uh no let's move on to the next game we saw where i got excited yeah Battlefield 5. Oh my god. Oh, Battlefield <laughs> 5. Oh. So um what I I think I me- I think I messaged you while I was watching it and saying that I'm actually kind of impressed with the visuals. Yeah. Because honestly, the only time that I've seen the game was at its E3 reveal. Like that's all I've seen of the game until it came out, until I saw this stuff. Okay, because the game's changed so much. Yeah, the game's changed a yeah. lot since then. And they're adding a lot of stuff, which yeah. I think uh, is it is it part of the season pass or is it free? That's the part I didn't get. It's all free because there is no season pass. Wow, okay, I'm impressed. Yeah, last year they mm. when they golf clap golf clap for that one. Yeah. With Star Wars, they said we're not doing a season pass, and with Battlefield, they, they said they said that we're not doing a season pass. So, um, I mean, with Star Wars Battlefront two, that was the first game without a season pass, and this one has it, and um, it's really cool because yes, Battlefield has had a rocky start, but now you can f- kind of see the vision Dice has for it, and they've announced like a steady stream of content coming out in the next few months. We're gonna get we recently got a new map, the Mercury map which is set in Greece. We're going to get a new map, which is set in North Africa, which is this big uh, open map, which has different playstyles catered to it. So there's vehicle combat in there if you want. You can play as a sniper. There are in three sections there. And then they're going to release mm-hmm. another map set in Greece after that. 
um, which is more focused on close quarter combat. They said that they've noticed that the community really wants these infantry styled maps. So they're going to give an answer to that. And then in October, we're going to get Operation Underground, which is basically, or at least it basically looks like Operation Metro from Battlefield 3. For the people that played Battlefield 3, that was an amazing map. Just don't play it with 64 people because then it's a grenade fest. <laughs> yeah, that would happen often. There was these, the either spawn and the either sides would spawn and then they would go up an escalator. And then at the middle of the map, that would be if you would play it for 64 players and you didn't have grenades or explosive stuff turned off, it would be this huge grenade bazooka fest. You would just constantly hear explosions. <laughs> yeah, it was fun in the beginning, but eventually people would get tired of it. Um, but yeah, yeah, they're gonna do a 1940 okay, style map of that. Well, that explains why. Um, that explains why they were so adamant, saying, "Yes, we heard you. You want closer, tighter maps for like up in your face kind of combat." Um, but yeah, that level, that that that, that level, um, that um, that map also looked really nice and tight. It looks really good, all. Yeah, but that's the beauty of Frostbite. Yeah. If if Frostbite is handled properly, and in this case, Dice is the creator of Frostbite, they know how to use the engine. If Frostbite is well, handled yeah. properly, the game really shines, and that's what I meant with in our last episode. That when I played Battlefield, when I switched up to 4K, the game really shined. Because to be honest, in full HD, I don't, I wasn't impressed with the graphics. I, I was thinking, okay, wow, this is not what I thought it would be, because it was. Uh, on ultra settings at full HD, and it it didn't have that impact that Battlefield Three had on me when I first played that on max settings, and when I switched to 4K on high settings, I had that initial Battlefield Three impact. Oh my god, this is so pretty! Um, mm. So it, it's only going to get better. I saw it at a friend's place. He has a, an RTX graphics card, so he has ray tracing enabled, and it looks even better in ray tracing. So. Um, Okay. They've built the game for higher higher grades of, of hardware. So yeah, you can really shine because it's also what you see with the Pacific maps. They have these they have um they've announced that in the fall we're gonna get a Pacific campaign finally with the Americans in there and the Japanese in there, because now it's only the Brits versus the the Germans. And then we're gonna get the the, the Japanese or the Pacific. You're about to say the Brits versus the Dutch, weren't you? I was about to say that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Because of the run of that map. Anyways, <laughs> we're gonna get the Pacific Theater, and we've kind of seen like uh, in game in engine renders, which looks really nice. Um, and Dice is gonna definitely deliver on that. I believe I firmly believe in that. They've also announced that they're going to raise the level cap to level 500 because now it's at 50 and people reach that release quickly. So it's going to be 500. Um, okay. and, and they'll be adding uh, different features to the map. And the beauty of it is, is it's all free. Yeah, I mean, that's we're going to see a lot more games that are doing that um, as we go on. But kudos to EA to owning up to this kind of stuff. Definitely. So... Yeah, I, yeah think... I mean, I'm, I actually, I actually might try this stuff when it comes out on my PC. Oh, uh, you should definitely try that out. It's so amazing. The the sheer. I mean, my. I mean, I won't have the same level of fidelity that I saw, but yeah, it's about the gameplay. With Let me. me put it this way: besides the last month that I've been able to run it at 4K, all the time before that, it, I still had amazing fun with it because. 
where Battlefield really shines is, is when you play together with somebody, which I generally do, mm. or if you played with friends, then the game really shines because it's so much fun. And you have what, what DICE calls these Battlefield moments in which incredible stuff happens. And it almost feels like you're in a movie and it, it's just a game. And in a way, you can impact that. You can cause these epic moments in which you you're like, oh my God, this is so cool. The other day I was playing on the Mercury map and I was hiding behind a barrack and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to create an entrance. And I threw dynamite at the barrack. I blew whole the barrack away, which mm. which looked and felt amazing. And then I just jumped into the barrack. Somebody popped a smoke grenade in there and then enemy players started come running at me and I just grabbed my MP40 and I started spraying and I like see, seeing the kill counters and I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm killing five, six people. Yeah, you know, and it just feels so good. And then I died and then I said, medic. And then my buddy came in, he revived me and then we just continued on with that. Nice. Yeah, it's, um, you have to be a fan of multiplayer games and if you are, you will definitely love this. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, did you check out anything else from the EA Play thing? Because this wasn't a press event, and this wasn't a digital thing. They just, what they basically essentially did was they had a game, they gave it a half hour, they showed some gameplay, they talked to the to, to the devs, and then they had a 10-minute break and moved on to the next game, which I have to be honest was really draining. Yeah, um, the funny thing is, is that they generally what you're seeing is with a lot of these press conference thingies they're using the same people for different publishers are using the same people for different events for example honestly that greg miller guy is sometimes too much for me and when he started to talk about star wars i'm like okay i can't take this i'm just gonna watch the jedi fallen order gameplay trailer and i understand he's really just trying to make a cool show of it but just sometimes feels too forced and i'm like okay you know what I'm just gonna leave at it because I, I I'm not in the mood I'm not in the mood right now to be able to check this out. And he's a pretty cool guy, you know. He's popular and stuff like that. He's hosted uh, game award shows as well, so you know he really knows how to do his stuff. It's just that I wasn't really in the in the moment to tolerate him, and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna skip this. And <laughs> yeah, it, it, the tricky part is is other people. There's a risk other people have this as well, and then people just drop out and then yeah you as a publisher you can't kind of get the message across yeah true i mean i didn't mind it i don't mind greg miller i get his energy um but yeah i mean i guess it makes sense not everybody has not everybody's gonna see that as a positive thing yeah um but yeah i mean other than that uh i mean they showed they, they showed up like some fifa stuff some yeah, Apex Legends is getting a second season with a new legend. Oh yeah, I totally forgot. Yeah, about that. and um, FIFA Street is also coming back. Yay! As a mode, right? Uh, I th- yeah, for FIFA twenty, at least that's what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. I w- I would have been way more happier if it was its own separate game and be like, yes, I- I'll I'll pick up FIFA Street as a separate game, not as a mode. No, thank you. Like, the whole Street franchise should come back. FIFA Street, NBA Street, bring that stuff back because it was fun. I miss arcade uh, sports games. That's why I like uh, Forza Horizon because it's arcade It's kind of like Need for Speed on the ground. Ooh, we got to talk about that soon, too. Oh, my goodness. Need for Speed or? 
No, Forza. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's wrap this uh, segment up. Um, everybody, stick around, and we'll be back with Microsoft's E3 press event. Yeah. All right, welcome back to the second segment of this E3 special episode of the press conferences. Um, the segment, second segment is, of course, about Microsoft's E3 press conference. Honestly, the only ones so far that have actually done a press conference that I personally think was worth a while, which is saying a lot, considering that I'm not a Microsoft or Xbox fanboy. And yet I was actually very excited. Well, not excited to see it, but by the end of it, I was very excited. I think that Microsoft, what, what I always like about the Microsoft press conferences is that they, um, their press conferences cater to a wide audience, a broad audience. So everybody can find something in their press conference they can like. Whereas Sony generally focuses on the hardcore, you know, they're like, oh, it's, it's Sony always says it's about games, 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 and more games. And Microsoft has always been around like games and multimedia services. And now they've kind of, um, there were a lot of games in there that I thought, okay, this would appeal to me, even though I'm not a huge fan of the Xbox games. Yeah, true. Same for, same for me, but. Wow! Like, let's start with this. They they said they were going to show sixty games. They showed sixty games. The press conference was, I think, an hour and a half or something like that. Of course, they had a sizzle reel where they showed off a bunch of games. But they started off. Um, I have to think about this real well. They started off with a trailer, and the trailer was for The Outer Worlds which is, um, of course, the Oblivion uh, RPG that's being led by the creative, the, the, the creatives, uh, the creative minds behind the original uh, Fallout uh, games. So Fallout 1, Fallout 2, and all the um, expansions they made for those. And I got to say, it is hilarious. It is so, it was so, it was so much fun to watch. And I can't wait to get my hands on this game probably because I kind of miss playing Fallout and I haven't played Fallout 4 or Fallout 76. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. But I do miss that kind of play and it seems like they'll deliver in spades with this one, plus with the added comedical bent to it. Um, I think it's just a good time, Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds, sorry. Not to be confused with Outer Wilds, which is so poorly named and also in that's in a similar kind of vein i don't know but, uh, to be honest yeah. i don't know if i'm gonna play this game because when they first revealed it i had a borderlands meets fallout i uh, feeling and then i was uh, when i had that feeling i, I could live with it and mm. when i saw this trailer i really had a fallout meets borderlands trailer and i I wouldn't say I hate Fallout, but I really don't like Fallout because I 
I could bore you for hours about how much I hate the animation system in Fallout. That it's so lifeless and so emotionless. And that's something that I, there was a fragment in the trailer where I saw that. And I thought, no, 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 no. We're not even going to start this if it's a game It was the part around when when they talked about you could be the hero, you could be the villain, or you could be a psychopath. And then the guy that got shot and said, oh, thank you. I'm feeling so much better. He looked right at you. And I had that that fallout flashback. Like, no, no, it's the same look. It's almost like the same animation engine. It's like the guy said, you know what? We came up with fallout. Let's just rip it because it's our own stuff. We're going to put in that annoying, really annoying uh... stuff. Do you see? It's, it's causing my blood pressure to spike. I hate that. No, oh, if it's a lot of hurt, Fallout... Who hurt you, Sean? Who hurt you? If it's a lot of Fallout and that's Borderlands, <laughs> I'm going to skip this stuff because I really can't handle that. I don't play Fallout. I've never played Fallout. I It bugged the hell out of me in, in Elder Scrolls Skyrim. I never touched a, a game after that, so no. Well, Obsidian is the development studio that made uh, Fallout New Vegas, arguably the best one of the bunch. Skip that one, because I, if I hear the name Fallout, I'm uh, I'm falling out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Bethesda talk is gonna be uh, short. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't, for me, as an R, uh, as an RPG fanboy, I, it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'm not the kind of person that would go the psychopath route, but just to see how much chaos I can reign, I would go the psychopath. I would definitely go the psychopath route. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the, the I mean if it's uh, the the shooting mechanic is similar to Fallout, it, it's not I mean they don't have the VAT system obviously, but they do have the interactivity, the the the, um, the multiple uh dialogue choices, of course. Um, and of course, everything has a consequence. Whatever you do has an impact on uh, how the game world and the NPCs in it perceive you. So, oh boy, whoops, that wasn't translating. I just hit the table. Uh-oh. Um, nah, it's fine. Earthquake. Nah, but nah. there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of there's a big thunderstorm happening outside. So, nah. hopefully, that does not get picked up by the microphone. Um. But yeah, Outer Wilds, that looked really fun. Yeah. At least to me. <laughs> Can't you hear the excitement in my, in my voice? Yeah, totally, man. Totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So after that, um, they didn't even bring out Phil Spencer first. They brought out someone else, uh, two developers from Ninja Theory to show their new game. Bleeding um, Edge. Called Bleeding Edge. Oh, good grief. Yeah. Okay. Um. So where do I begin with this? I um, don't know. Because I, when I saw it, it reminded me of, um, what was it called? Overwatch? Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. So it is, it is um, basically that because it's a 4v4 multiplayer game. Yeah. Or uh, Battleborn, and... the game made by Gearbox, would utterly failed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except the except these characters actually look somewhat interesting. That's spooky. But honestly, it kind it does not save it for me because it's another four v four shooter type of game. And like, what are you doing, Ninja Theory? Come on, man! Like, 
try something. You guys made, you guys made uh, uh what is that? What is Hellblade? And you made what was it? The um, what's the Journey to the West game that came out last generation? Uh, um, I know which one you mean. The one with that any circuit and enslaved, enslaved that one. Yeah, yeah. You guys made enslaved. Why are you making this? I don't I'm not know. saying I'm not saying it looks generic. It doesn't. The gameplay does. It's the game it, itself yeah. does not look generic. It yeah. looks like fun. I'm just not looking. I myself personally am not looking forward to a game like that. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that saw that trailer and thought, "Oh, that looks like a lot of fun." Mm-hmm. And it probably is, but it's not my cup of tea. Same. It just isn't. And I kind of am disappointed because you made me go, ooh, Outer Worlds, and then, oh, multiplayer crap. Yeah, you so, know, maybe it's that it's not aimed at us, you know? I mean, I, I sure, I, I'm a, I guess it's not aimed at us, but I don't know. Um, and we're going to go through, like, a bunch of ups and downs through the... Microsoft press event. Um, I will say this: the overall press event, to me, was unexpectedly good. So, like, just taking that into account, you can already kind of guess um, how it went, at least from my perspective. Um, the press conference so, kind of feels like they have a, a fixed format which they just use every year. So this was. The same format. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll get to it, but uh, good grief. There were some moments in there there that was pretty unbelievably predictable. Um, so, oh, okay, this this is where it gets a bit um, iffy because um, they showed, like I said, 60 games. And in great succession, um, afterwards, Phil Spencer finally showed up to raving applause. Um, he started talking about gaming and bringing people together and gaming wherever you want, whenever you want, however you want, on whatever device you want. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> he he um, he talked about what they were going to show, blah, blah, blah. And then they went into Ori and the Will of the Wisp, which is a freaking gorgeous game. I don't know if you've, if you've played the first game or no. at least seen the first game. No. But... I've seen the first one, yeah. You, it is a gorgeous game. Yeah, like the first game, gorgeous. The second game, gorgeous. Um, unless you are not a fan of huge spiders, um, if you're if if you're if you're not a fan of spiders, avoid the first twenty seconds of this trailer because there's a giant enemy spider. Who is trying to kill this cute little fluff ball? Imagine how I felt when Jedi Fallen Order was fighting the part of the game. Spiders. spiders. I totally forgot to bring up the spiders because I know it skews you out. Uh, I was I was trying to oh. skip ahead. Like, okay, I don't need to see this. Blah la la. Skip skip skip. There were a lot of spiders in there. Yeah, I hate spiders. Uh, yeah. So about the spider in. Ori and the Will of the Wisp. This one was a freak. He was huge. Like, all the bosses in that game were huge, by the way. There were a lot of huge boss ba- battles that they were showing off in this trailer, which, again, looked really cool because they were really well animated. 
and just oh it's just a freaking gorgeous game um yeah. i still i still need to play the first game and i want to pick up the second game but you know i've got time since that game will be up out until 2020 hint hint which is also a wink wink nudge nudge to most of the games that we're going to be talking about because most of the games that were announced during this press event aren't out until sometime next year yeah i so uh, apparently e- e3 is now Oh, we're gonna announce the latest games for next year. Yeah, but we're in a gap here. I mean, come on! Everybody knows that next gen consoles are coming up, so everybody's shifting their resources towards next gen. So there, ever a lot of big studios are, are, are like, okay, you know what? We just need to kind of come up with stuff, but it, it doesn't. It it shouldn't be big, amazing stuff because we want to wreck in the money with the new console, of course. But Will of the Wisps was announced at last year's E three. Yeah. So either they announced this game's existence way too early, or, or for whatever reason, the game got delayed until February of next year because it's coming out February 11th. Let me make a bridge to another game Microsoft showed at this press conference and, and make a point yeah. there. Microsoft sure. showed Cyberpunk 2077, and that game <laughs> has a release date for April next year. That game was yeah. announced, like, what, seven years ago? Oh, that game ago? was announced. No, 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 no. That game was announced, I think, seven years ago. Yeah, so... and But it was announced way too early because, A, they were still working on The Witcher. Yeah. And, B, they were still... They knew that it's going to take a while. Yeah. They knew that from the get-go. So even they acknowledged that, I think, last year... That they announced it way too early. I know. Because if it was up to them, they would have waited. I don't know what made them decide to announce it that early and that soon. Yeah. Because I think they announced it either soon after The Witcher 3 came out or right before The Witcher 3 came out. I think they announced it when they were working on The Witcher 2. No, really? Yeah, they, they announced it really soon and everybody was thinking, but they're just, they're working. I think it was announced just after Witcher 2 came out and people knew there was going to be a Witcher 3. But people were a lot, or there was a lot of confusion back then because everybody said like, why are they announcing this game? Because they're working on something else right now. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because um, that's the feeling I had when I said, like, why are they doing this? Yeah, I mean, who knows why they did it, but they did it and yeah, well, here we are, finally getting it well, at least it's coming out next year, yeah. which is I I can accept that because the game looks like it's going to be ridiculously massive, and it has Keanu and, Reeves in it. Oh my god! Wow! Just just when you thought that this game couldn't get more off the wall, you have Keanu Reeves show up in the trailer, and then on stage, people went nuts. Yeah. And the uh, whole, like the whole, <laughs> it was so fun. At a certain point, at a certain point, he was describing the game, and um, he said breathtaking. He, was, he said the game was breathtaking, and then someone in the audience said, "You're breathtaking," and then he responded back to the guys like, "No, you're breathtaking. You're all breathtaking." I'm like, yeah. oh, this dude is so awesome. Yeah. He looks like. I think he would. It would be like a fun time to hang out with Keanu Reeves. A, f- a celebrity appearance done properly, because normally it's also forced. Yeah, and this one was really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was, he was 
totally being him. Yeah. So, yeah, that was really nice to see. That was nice to Definitely. see. Definitely. Oh, man, that was so awesome. And I can't wait for this game to come out because I am totally up for the whole augmentation thing and just seeing what kind of weird cyborg you can become. Mm-hmm. The gameplay looks awesome. The, I, I'm curious because the, the, the thing is, the, the thing that I'm really looking forward to is being able to share my experience with that game with other people and see how their story develops. Because every choice that you make, again, is a choice that impacts how your story goes. Yeah. So, you know, you might end up at the same mission, but you might not end up at that same mission in the same way I did. Yeah, and that's what I like about these choice-based games, kind of what, what Mass Effect had once before it went into a dark hole. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> for the sake of time, because I think yeah. we can talk an hour about Microsoft, I think for the sake of time, we should do a rapid fire about the quick things they did so we can talk a little bit more in depth about the, about the bigger stuff they did. Um, okay, so let's start with this one. Flight Simulator. Yeah. Reboot. Yeah. 4K. Oh my god, Epic looks awesome. Coming to PC and Xbox for the first time yeah. it's coming to console. And they're using satellite data and Azure AI. And the Azure AI system, yeah. which is... I'm not sure what the AI system does. I'm assuming it does the weather patterns, but it looks I awesome. don't know where they... I don't know where, like what level of satellite imagery they were able to get, but it looked so real. Yeah. And detailed. It looks so detailed. I can't believe this yeah, stuff. Yeah. I think I need to upgrade my PC for this. Because <laughs> that, my goodness. Yeah. And yeah, they, that looked good. They also showed, for example, Minecraft Dungeons. And I'm not into Minecraft. I've never played a Minecraft. But that's. But actually, have you played Diablo? Yeah, yeah I like Diablo. Because, it, it, because it's basically Diablo. Yeah, and I, when I saw it, I thought, hey, I can share this with my friends. And this is something I'm willing to try because it really looked fun. Yeah. Yeah. I I was taken aback. It took me a moment to be like, huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This could actually be good. And the fun part for me is that it's also coming to Switch. Yay. So I can play that anywhere on the go yeah. with anybody. Yeah. And you know we have a bunch of people that also own Switches. So you know I'm going to be gifting this stuff to people. If I so. <laughs> know Microsoft, if I know Microsoft by now, which I kind of do, they'll probably pull that. You know what, Microsoft? We believe in crossplay, so that means that Microsoft Dungeons is available on all platforms. And then in a smaller, it'll, it'll say, except on PlayStation Four. Sony call us because we want to bring this stuff to you too. They're gonna pull one of those, <laughs> and then Sony looks like the bad guy again, and then Sony will cave to the support and say, "You know what? It's it's coming to the PlayStation Four, right?" Yeah, but they'll probably yeah. play the crossplay angle, and then I can play with you while you're on your Switch, and I'm behind my well, PlayStation. Have have they announced crossplay for this game yet? Because I don't think they have, right? No, but I do think it's a feature they either did with Minecraft or they wanted to pull off. Of oh Minecraft. no, Minecraft has crossplay. Yeah, so it's a no brainer to include it into this one. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So moving on from that, they showed more of State of Decay 2. It was an expansion pack. Yeah, nice. Honestly, I'm not really into State of Decay. So for me, it kind of just went over my head. The same for Crossfire X. When I saw they that. They were making. 
I had like, okay, they said 650 million people, blah, 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 blah. And the first thing that popped up to me is like, okay, this is a game that's popular in Asia because I've never heard of this game before. And it turned out ah, to be an Asian fair. shooter. <laughs> Wait, seriously? Yeah, I looked it up. It's a game that's ah, used in yeah, Asia. Please. And apparently Remedy, the guys behind John, John Wake. Uh, <laughs> Alan Wake. Alan Wake are developing a single player component for this game. Ah, okay. But I have no I, idea what it is. The trailer looked cool, no, I don't know what it is. Yeah, but it was the oh, also a lot of CG trailers in this one. Yeah, yeah. A lot of CG trailers. Yeah. So um But yeah, I I I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Me too. Um, Me too. What I did get was the free expand am i saying that yeah it was a free expansion for forza horizon which adds legos yes i i have to explain how this went over with me because i have i think i've said it on this on this podcast before i am not a huge fan of forza neither am i a huge fan of forza horizon i love forza horizon but as soon as i heard everything is awesome I was like, you got me. You got me. You were probably seeing the one thing that could card. completely <laughs> the one thing that could convince me to get game, the, the Xbox Game Pass, you got me. And you're probably singing the song as well. Yes, I did. <laughs> Repeatedly. Because uh, everything is indeed awesome. Yeah. Oh my Yeah, that's and funny. it looks it looks like a hoot and a half, too. Mm-hmm. It's just the whole game is suddenly made of Legos. And here's the kicker. So, like I was saying before, as we were saying before, Microsoft was being by the numbers. And what does Microsoft do at almost every press event when they're talking about their latest racing game? Have a car on stage. Yeah. But this one was made out of a million and a half Legos. Yeah, that's so, that looked awesome. Oh, that looks so cool. Yeah. I kind of I kind of want to own that. <laughs> I mean, I know it doesn't ride anywhere, but I just want to put it in my living room and just say like, "That's art." You can build your gaming center into that car and game from the car. That would be so cool. <laughs> that would be so. That would cool. be so awesome. Uh, but not as awesome as what they did. Uh, what they also announced. Is that they acquired another studio, which I wasn't expecting at all. I didn't see that one. Double Fine. Yeah, I was completely surprised. And you know what? They kind of hinted at it because when Phil Spencer showed up on the stage the first time around, he was wearing a a low-key Psychonaut shirt. Uh... The the logo was Psychonauts, but a very um, low-key... Minimalistic design, but you could tell that it was... Uh, a brain, and that a brain is, of course, part of the Psychonauts logo. I was like, he's wearing a Psychonauts logo. Why <laughs> is he wearing a Psychonauts logo? And I didn't make anything of it. And then they announced it. I'm like, oh, snap. They own Double Fine? Well, I hope they don't screw them over in the end because, you know, that team has been screwed over before by LucasArts. Oh, man. Yeah, I know that. Like, yeah. So, but yeah, Psychonauts 2 looks fun it looks yeah. really slick too like, damn but then again the first game came out a decade and a half ago it's been a while yeah i'm curious to see yeah, what microsoft's gonna uh, do is microsoft gonna fuel their weird creative passion because 
Double Fine Cherry well, they, makes different kind of games. It's not like... Well, did, did you see the skit that they had when they had um, Tim Schafer on stage? Yeah, he said he wanted to do Halo or Gears. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then he said, nah, nah, good. And it's like, oh, thank God I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> but it, but it's, it's curious to see. Will Microsoft give them free reign or will Microsoft kind of guide, guide them in the right direction? Because Brutal Legends, for example... I- it didn't bring in the financial success it was about to bring it, it was supposed to bring in. Yeah, I think out of all the games that they brought out, Brutal Legends was the only is the only weak link. Everything else was good. Um uh um bro uh damn it, what's it called again? Broken no not broken edge. Not broken sword, that's a different adventure game. I think oh, I forgot it, the name of the they game. Do, and they, I, they did. And I actually was a Kickstarter backer. Yeah. Um, but they had like a bunch of other cool games that they brought out as Double Fine. Mm-hmm. They had Stacker. They had um, what's the game that came out actually before Brutal Legend again? I don't know. Um, I, I, the, the only thing I know is I walked into Tim Schafer at Gamescom and it was such a strange experience because I didn't know who the guy was and that's all. Wait, I know what? About. Didn't I tell you that story? No, you did not. I thought I told you the story so quickly. Um, I was at Gamescom the first year it was there. I was there as press. And then I was behind closed doors at EA. And I'm just walking around and I'm trying to get into this Mass Effect 2 session, which was hosted by Casey Hudson. I'm like, yeah, I definitely want to check that stuff out. And then I see the guy from uh, Command & Conquer, uh, blah, 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 Tabriam Wars, Kane, the guy who played Kane was there. And while I was mm-hmm. looking at him, I was trying to walk towards the, the Mass Effect thing. And then I walk into a, I bump into a guy. And I'm like, what else this and i'm really I, I looked agitated and i apparently was tim schaefer didn't know so i'm looking at the guy and the guy's like oh oh i'm really sorry man i'm sorry that i bumped into you and like and i looked at him like hey man it's okay and i just walked away and then the guy i was there a friend of mine he said dude you bumped do you know who you bumped into i'm like i don't know who i bumped into i don't care why he said that's tim schaefer tim schaefer and then i believe that was the time around brutal legends like the guy that's developing brutal legends i'm like Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And then I just walked into the Mass Effect session and I followed Casey Olsen. <laughs> oh, wow. Damn. Yep. Wow. I would have loved to have like, gotten a moment of his time. I got, uh, I got a moment of uh, Peter Moore's time, which is kind of like a hero to me. I uh, was able to secure an interview for like five, five minutes or something. And that was really cool. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That was when Gamescom was fun. Oh, man. Yeah, speaking of nice, by the way, the uh, they showed a awesome trailer of uh, sizzle reel of all the at in uh, ID at Xbox games. Mm-hmm. Some cool games in between that, but the coolest thing was what they announced after that, which is the Xbox Game Pass coming to PC, as I said before. Yeah, but not only that, they announced Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which. If you are a Xbox owner and a PC owner, then that's like the best deal ever. Because basically what it ends up being is you get um, Xbox uh, Game Pass for your Xbox One. You get it for your PC and you get Xbox Live for the cool sum of what, 15 bucks a month? Yeah, Xbox Live Gold and the Game Pass is for both platforms. Indeed, $15 and it'll probably be something in euros like that. When, yeah, it's the same in Europe. Yeah, yeah when I sure. saw that, I thought, okay, this is tremendous value you're getting. 
and Sony needs to pull stuff like this and package PlayStation Plus and PS Now because they're missing out. And that, when I saw it, yeah, I'm especially like, I'm especially get- after they took out, especially since they took out uh, the PlayStation Three stuff and the PS Vita stuff, yeah. out of uh, PlayStation Plus, yeah, two games a month. I'm like, oh, I. Like it's not like the games are bad. It's just it's too I used mixed. To get more. It's too mixed. Some months it's really great, and some months it's really shitty. Yeah, like for example, this month we got um, the Handsome Collection. Ironically, the Handsome Collection is also available in Xbox Game Pass for this month. Hmm. Yeah. It's almost like a game is coming out. But they did. Oh, there is <laughs> Borderlands Three. Yo. Yeah. What up with that trailer? I skipped that. Crazy. No. I kind of did. You're not into Borderlands? Uh, I am, but for the sake of time, I was like, "Eh, I don't know, I don't know. I just need to watch this. It looks good. I will say this. I played Borderlands 1 and I played Borderlands 2. I never finished it for one simple reason only. It felt like I needed to play with other people. I had the same exact feeling. And I am... I'm willing to get Borderlands 3 if you're going to play it with me uh, on, on the computer. So if, if, if you're up for that, I'm totally down for that. I think we could do that. Yeah, because I want to... I, I, at least I want to play the DLC for Borderlands 2 that's now free for the next week or month or whatever. It's that available ties in from the collection, right? Yeah, it's available with the Handsome Collection and you can download it for free now. I think for a limited period of time. So, um, yeah. So I just re-downloaded all that stuff on my PC. (laughs) (laughs) When I found out, like, oh, okay, let's just click Steam, open, and download. Okay, we're good. So I got that going. So hopefully we can uh, do that once you get back. Um, Speaking of things that are back... Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. Oh, it looks so cool. Yo, that... I am amazed at how good it looks. Because they they remade that game and it looks very tight. Yeah, and 4K. And the audio is improved and there's a new campaign. They put some proper effort and time into it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. I mean, I'm looking forward to playing that. I haven't played Age of Empires 2 in... Infinity. At least 10 years. Mm. It has been at least a decade since I've played that game. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, What I'm also looking for... Yeah, so I was going to say what I'm also looking forward to. I'm tentatively looking forward to the next title, which is 12 Minutes. Oh, that's so awesome. When I saw that, that, I was... Ah, I want this right now. Yeah, so it looks awesome. But um, I'm a big baby, and uh, I'm not good with thrillers. Well, then you should or horror. Then you shouldn't play the other game they announced, Blair Witch Project. Yeah, I'm, Blair Witch. I'm not but into horror. I well. saw that and I was like, oh, that uh, okay. Really, why, why Blair Witch? Why, why does this have to be Blair Witch? Yeah, exactly. Like, Twelve who? minutes looks cool because it it got I kind of got this interactive movie kind of idea from it instead of a full blown game and i liked it it, it kind of reminded me of heavy rain yeah it kind of more reminded me of edge of tomorrow lift i repeat man yeah yeah 
Every 12 minutes, man, you reset the time. Oof. Yeah, but the cool, the cool part was curious. in the trailer, you saw like a lot of outcomes. In, in the single room, there were multiple outcomes. And I thought, whoa, this is cool. Yeah. Well, not, well, single house. Yeah. Because there were scenes in like the bedroom, which got a little saucy. Um, and in the <laughs> bathroom where they were cowering from the, 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 I guess the villain, the police. It, it was kind of, it, well. It was obviously not the police. Yeah, but yeah, it looked it looked really inter- like from a story pers- from a narrative perspective, it looks interesting as all get out. But I I cannot deal with anything that just is trying to shock you for the sake of shocking you because. Here's a couple sitting at dinner and the wife is about to spring on his on her husband that she's pregnant and the dude already knows everything and <laughs> she's he's starting to freak her out and that was I and I'm starting to freak out and like what is going on here? I'm like, don't open the door, you crazy woman. It's like listen to the man, <laughs> like no. Yeah. Oh, oh, too much tension. I liked it. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I guess for some people had tension, not really much for me, is Gears 5. They announced a lot of stuff I, around Gears 5. They announced a lot of stuff announced Gear 5. And it looks good. I'm just not a big Gears 5 guy. I tried playing the game co-op with a friend of mine, like when it first came out. It's I. But the first, I don't know. I've, I haven't played any other Gears games since. So I played the first know. three, and I really liked them, especially the hard mode, because that's the fifty waves of based enemies, and that it just gets difficult yeah. and difficult, and that's really fun because you really have to work together. And I still have to play the fourth one. Um, I'll maybe play it through the Game Pass. Um, I yeah, you know what it is. It's Gears is cool. And initially, when the first Gears came out, I really had this idea that it was kind of a tech demo for Epic to show what they can do with the Xbox 360 at the time. Um, mm. And yeah, the game's super fun, but it's a lot of... it's The game isn't really that extensive. It's always... You always have to do the same stuff. Walk into an area, kill enemies as gruesomely as you can, fix a puzzle to get to the next area and repeat, and then you get a boss fight, and then you kill the boss, and then move on. That's kind exactly. of And for some people, that's really cool. And, and in a way, if you play it with someone together, I liked it because I played it with a friend of mine, all three of them. I really liked it. But there isn't a lot of depth to it. So it's there's no RPG kind of mechanics. There's there's not a lot of stuff you can do. So, yeah, it's like shoot, 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 kill, 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 you know? Yeah. Kind of what you said with Edge of Tomorrow, live, repeat, die, live, die, repeat, whatever. So, uh, moving on from that one, which was cool, um, they did do a little bit of a discussion about xCloud and how that was going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, they talked about how it's two, a two-pronged um, approach. So, you have the cloud service, so you can play on any device that you own, um, which is neat. And then they had what they called the, what was it again? Console, Console stream. Console stream? Yeah. Which is basically remote play. It's your own, yeah. It's your own server because it 
It's remote play. Yeah, it's remote play, but it's your own server. And to be honest, I think Microsoft will probably pull this better off because they're also a software company and not just a hardware company. I'm curious to see how that works because if if it's if they're if they're saying that you're using your Xbox One or Xbox One X as a server, does it mean that you have to have the game installed on your system to be able to play it? I think you do um, have to own the game. Devices. But, I mean, obviously, you have to own the game, but I'm curious as how it's going to work. That's all. Yeah. Um, yeah, so other than that... Um, we have two things left. It's coming out in October. Left. They said that, and there's going to be... Mm-hmm. Um, people can experience it AV3. I've read some impressions online, but it's coming out in October, so we'll be able to try it out pretty soon. Yeah, true. Yeah. They also talked about a new Elite controller for those that want that extra pro fidelity. Yeah. Um, I will not be purchasing this because um, Same here. I do not need that. Because if I'm going to play something on my PC, I'm going to use a mouse and keyboard. And if it's not that, I'm just going to use my trusty old Xbox 360 controller, which works perfectly fine. Nice. And then we get to the creme de la creme, some would say, but what was a disappointment for me. If you were expecting them to show off anything, then you haven't been paying attention to Microsoft press events. No, let me put it this way. This press conference was an almost, it felt like an exact copy of the press conference they did two years ago when they announced the Xbox One X. Because... In fact, it was basically a carbon copy of that. Yeah, and just for people, for us to get on with it, they announced their next-gen console called Project Scarlet. Yep. And they had a cool video, and people talked about stuff like they did. No, no, they they had a video. Whether it was cool is debatable. Anyways, the style of the video is cool, but they kind (laughs) of... Literally what happened is when I was watching the video, the only thing that's going through my mind at that moment was PlayStation announced the same thing. This is going to be as powerful as the PS5. They're exactly the same specs mm-hmm. probably because they tried to spin it. They said, we mm-hmm. custom designed a CPU. And then they said, yeah, we're working to get with AMD on a Ryzen 2, a Ryzen 3 Zen 2 architecture with a Navi GPU. And like, boring because the PS5 has got the same thing. This ain't nothing new. And then we're going to do an SSD. Oh, where do I hear that before? Oh, you know, the only thing that surprised me was what they said about that they would use the virtual S- RAM. Yeah, the SSD would be would, could also be used as virtual RAM. And there I thought either Sony has this or they're going to steal it from you. And the other thing that I had was that that hard drive better be two terabytes or otherwise this is completely pointless. They're not going to do that. They're going to bring up multiple SKUs. They're going to give you like the cheap 500 gig version and never, nobody's going to want they that. Put the, if they put Scarlet... I'm saying it, t- telling you this right now. If they put out Scarlet with a 500 gigabyte SSD hard drive, then they, they might just well just burn away cash because that is a pointless option. It's a business Even move. now, it's a pointless option. It's a business move. They're going to upsell you to the one terabyte, which is going to cost $599, and the base one is going to cost $499. And it's- no, you're supposed to upsell us to the two terabytes. Start with one, upsell us to the two. Well, then they'll give you the six, then you'll pay $699. Then we'll pay six ninety nine. It's not like they nobody's got to pay six ninety nine for Xbox. People pay five hundred bucks for the Xbox One X. Yeah, and it didn't sell that much, did it? Now it sold surprisingly well for what it is. Microsoft doesn't announce sales figures, I mean, not and they're not better actually than... talking about it. 
Yeah, true. Yeah. But anyways, they also announced that it's coming out next year in the holiday season. So it's going to be a pretty interesting holiday season because probably Sony will come out with the same moment with their PlayStation. So we're going to get like the PS4 and the Xbox One event, what we had back in 2013. It's going to happen next year again. Yep. That's going to be exciting. That's going to be interesting. And the last thing they announced was Halo Infinite is coming out together with Project Scarlet, and they showed a really cool trailer, and it looked really nice. And yeah, that was about it. Yeah. I mean, it was a CG trailer, so there's not a lot to talk about there. Yeah, they said at least from engine footage, but yeah. Yeah, that was CG, man. That, that, that was cinematic. Um, but, I mean, the system is not even ready yet, so it's subject to change regardless. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, uh, it looked interesting. That, that That's all I can actually really say about it. I've never finished They have it. to come up with stuff which is going to separate them from the rest because right now it almost sounds like they're on the same playing field as PlayStation, which is a logical think, choice because they did the same thing last gen, but, you know. I think they're hedging their bets on xCloud with this one. I think so as well. Yeah. All right, so... Um, yeah, I don't have anything out of this. Let's, I mean, we didn't do this before because EA didn't have a press conference, so whatever. But let's grade this press conference. Um, I know you haven't seen it in full, mm-hmm. but you have seen enough that was announced mm-hmm. and enough of that experience. How would you grade this um, press conference? I would grade it... I gotta give it to him. I created a solid eight. An eight? Yeah, an eight. If they did more yeah, with the, yeah. if they did more with the a project XCloud stuff, because it was really basic. If they, I wanted like a live demonstration, or I wanted with more insight on that. If they did more with the XCloud stuff, if they did more with the Scarlet stuff, and if they maybe showed a little, they, should they shouldn't have mentioned the Scarlet stuff, to be honest. Yeah, but you know they can't talk, not talk about Scarlet, and have Sony talk about the ps5 or whatever so it's kind of a forced move i just wanted you know a lot of stuff is going to come out next year their only gears is their big title which is coming out this year which i'm personally not going to think age of empires got age of empires 4 got announced a couple of years ago it was mia and it's being developed by relic so mm-hmm. where's my age of empires 4 um <laughs> yeah you know if they had gone a bit more in depth on some stuff i would have given them a bigger grade we've we didn't talk about elden ring but yeah i don't know what to think about that game uh which is the game from from software yeah you know just we're we're past the point that we want cg trailers we're more at the point that we want gameplay demos um so yeah give me more and if they don't do that they're gonna get an eight which is still an okay number yeah I mean, yeah, I I have to agree with you on that one. I'll also give him a note for this one. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. Like I said, I wasn't going into this expecting to like any aspect of it. Maybe some of the indie titles. And there were indie titles in there that we weren't able to cover right now that were really interesting looking. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was minus the Scarlet and xCloud stuff. It was a solid presentation, which yeah. I can't say about other stuff that we've seen that we'll be discussing in the next segment. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah, stick around, guys, and uh, we'll be back with 
the Bethesda press event and a little bit of Devolver right after this. Alrighty, welcome back. We're going to talk about the Bethesda press conference. Yeah. Wow, that sounds so um, excited. So I've had the opportunity to watch this a couple of times and a couple of highlights here and there. So I think I've said this before on the podcast, and if not, I'm going to say it again um, to make this very clear. People should move on from making these live events, especially when you have nothing to show for it. Especially looking at you, Bethesda, with your, what, five mobile games that you talked about during this event, which was an half hour and a half. Ugh, <laughs> this one. It was so slow. I uh... So slow was fortunate enough to watch a recap and uh, I wrote down a few things and that was enough for me. Yeah, I think I, if anybody's planning on watching the Bethesda stuff, don't. Just grab a recap somewhere and do it that way because at least that way you can pick and choose what you watch or read about. I mean, the only interesting... Uh, okay, I don't know. Let's just start with the beginning and go from there. Um, basically, they opened with about 10 minutes of nothing just talking and a lot of applauding seriously maybe they were we should applauding just, fallout 76 maybe we should not walk through the show and just say what we like oh no i'm not walking like. through the show just the, just the beginning yeah because, because that, that otherwise it's gonna drag out too long <laughs> no, no 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 i'm just trying to set the tone 10 minutes of basically nothing and panhandling and um Todd Howard being a little coy about, you know, the reception of Fallout 76. I will say this, though. At the very least, they're still supporting Fallout 76 with free content. And after the rocky launch it had, they better. They can't get away with charging people money for extra content if the game is in No, the they cannot. No. Not even a little bit. Oh. Unfortunately, one of the new things that they announced was a battle royale mode. <laughs> I saw that. Why? I don't know. Ugh. At least the free content actually is adding stuff that you know should have been there from the get-go. NPCs, um, I, uh, quest lines, finally, um, multiple dialogue choices that actually have an impact on the story. Just, uh, this is going to be a slow burn of a game. Anyway. I don't like So they announced that. They announced, they announced that Storm thing. I don't give a rat's butt. They announced um, Elder Scrolls Blades coming to Switch. Don't care. But I will say this. The game supports um, cross-save. So if you're playing on mobile right now and you download it on Switch when it comes out, you can just transfer your save file from one to the other and vice versa, probably using some kind of cloud saving. Um, 
which allows which would allow them to be able to do that. After that, they talked about a bunch of freaking mobile games, which we're not going to go into because I'm not going to give that the time of day. Um, they did show some cool stuff for Elder Scrolls Online, like dragons. I don't play Elder Scrolls Online. I tried it once. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it once. It was like it was one of those. Is, is the game free to play right now? I don't know. Yeah, it used to be. It used to have a monthly subscription, but you know, who the who uh, who outside of Final Fantasy fourteen and World of Warcraft pays a fee for MMOs. I don't know, but my experience with Elder Scrolls Online was I downloaded it onto my PlayStation, I started it up, I made my character, and within the first five minutes, I said, no, man, I can't take this shit. It's so ugly. It's so static. It's still the same. It's li literally Skyrim Online, which I can't take right now, and I just <laughs> removed it from my PlayStation. And that was my brief review of Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I, oh, I, I like some games Bethesda makes, but the, I think it's more the publishing arm of Bethesda that I like than the games the studio itself makes. Hmm. That's why I hope Starfield is going to be something amazing. If Starfield turns out oh, to be Star, uh, Elder Scrolls or, or Fallout in space, well, F that. <laughs> uh well we won't know until it comes out and considering the fact that we don't know anything about it odds are it's probably for the next generation why announce it even if you're not ready to talk about it i don't know people are weird you know they have to please the stock uh the, the shareholders stock people the shareholders yeah now then you have to make them aware that they are working on new stuff constantly uh uh, Wolfenstein got announced. Yeah, it got an Yeah, it got a date, and it's not that. It's not that long. It's like no. what two months away? And, yeah, and, and it also no. It's uh, no. It's next month. It's July. Yeah, and it's also as a VR companion kinda thing for. Uh, it's called Wolfenstein for VR. Those that have VR. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of for those that have VR. Okay. Yeah. Well, you have, we have to see it this way. If there's nobody making content for VR, VR will never succeed, which I couldn't care less about, but, you know, people want VR to succeed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I did the same thing for for Skyrim, so. Yeah. Um, It looked cool, Youngblood. Yeah, definitely. It's co-op, co and I played the first Wolfstein, and so the New Order and Colossus, and I loved them both. So, yeah, okay. I, I don't know if I'll buy this one, but I think so. But it kind of feels like an expansion more than like a true new game. Mm, maybe. Because from what I saw is that your father, who you play with in the first two games, goes missing and you're trying to find your father. Yeah. I mean, it does take place in the 80s, so yeah. the aesthetic should be a bit different. Yeah, I don't know. I I got an expansion feel of it, so I I don't hope they're gonna charge you sixty bucks for the games because that I don't. Think. Oh, they're gonna charge you sixty bucks for it, guarantee. That's a rip off. <laughs> oh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see when the reviews hit and see what that says. 
if it's a full, if it feels like a full game or not. Um, speaking of full games, they did uh, show some new content for Rage Two. Yeah, there's an expansion coming out. Yeah, if you're into that, I, I think I kept I'll forgetting buy it. that Rage Two. I for, I kept forgetting that Rage Two was a thing right up until like two weeks before it launched. Yeah, I think maybe if the game drops at thirty, I'll buy it. You know, it looks fun. Looks okay, in my opinion. I'm not gonna spend the full money on it, but I think I can spend thirty bucks on it. Mm. Um, they also showed off Doom Eternal. Yeah, and, that was uh, nice. It is eternally Doom. Uh, and then they announced, and then they announced the special edition, which comes with a real uh, life-size helmet that you can wear. Wow! Yeah, that got a lot of that got a mixed reaction from the crowd. <laughs> I mean, Didn't since know. we know what happened with Fallout seventy six and the bag. But this time they actually showed off someone wearing the helmet in the crowd. It looked really creepy. <laughs> because you couldn't see the person's face through the helmet. You know what I think was strange with Doom Eternal? They announced a multiplayer mode, I think, in which it's yeah. one slayer against two demons. Mm-hmm. But I really didn't, like, I don't understand that so far all multiplayer games that I've seen that mimic a good guy versus bad guy in multiplayer never worked. I've never seen a game, a multiplayer game that pits you as the enemies that works. Left for Dead. I've never, yeah, I've only played single player, like uh, the PVE stuff of uh, Left for Dead. But even then. You've never, you've never played like the zombies? No. Dude, that is so much fun. Ah, uh, no. But anyways. I used to have a lot of... Like, back when I was in school, I would used to have a lot of fun with Left 4 Dead playing uh, playing that mode. Oh, yeah I, yeah. I don't know. I've never tried it. I've only played the PvE part for Left 4 Dead. But so far, my impression is that all games that have a mode in which you play the enemies as a player versus the good guys as a player, it never works because it always feels like the good guys are overpowered. Or the bad guys are overpowered. In this case, I think you as a slayer are overpowered versus the demons. No, no, man. The Friday the 13th game seems to be doing well. Yeah, I'm not into horror stuff, so I don't play those games. <laughs> yeah. Um, they did yeah, announce a new game. game. Yeah, from, uh, from uh, Shinji Mikami Studio. Yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo. Mm-hmm. It, the trailer was CG. It, the idea around it sounded cool. Yeah, what was the idea behind it again? Because I was kind of confused on that. I didn't really get it, but you fight against enemies and supernatural enemies or something like that. It's really vague. They didn't really yeah, say much about that. the game. but In the trailer, you see a bunch of people getting raptured. So um, vanishing off. Yeah. Yeah. And the people that are left behind are left to defend themselves and they fight amongst each other and something like that. It was really weird. But I will say this, it looked I can't see it looked pretty because it was a cinematic trailer. It looked <laughs> interesting. 
as uh, the creative director who presented it was one of the most genuine enthusiastic and, and happy people i've ever seen on an e3 she was very lively yeah typical japanese right no she was very lively she was surprisingly lively that's the image um, of japanese people i have in my head so wow okay yeah i've never been to japan i think I'm, if i if i ever go to japan i'll be freaked out and horrified of the people there because they're so strange no nah, man, I th I think you'd be surprised at how um, neutral everything is. There. No, 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 no. I don't believe it. I have seen and heard. <laughs> I've things. been there. I can I can tell you that it's not. But if you have with that expectation, you'll be disappointed when you get. With there. all due respect, sometimes you're just oblivious for some stuff, and it's good. No, 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 no. It's no, good, no. but I, you know, Japanese people are kind of strange. You know, they do freaky shit. I'm not gonna mention those things, no, no, right? You're, you're, over, you're overreacting, man. You're overreacting. No, no. Well, anyways, uh, that's Bethesda. But, uh, but yeah, not Kurumura-san. Yeah, nice, nice. It's, uh, it was fun to see. It was fun to see someone that lively on stage, and not even though you know English is not her first language. She I thought she was pretty good at delivering in English, unlike some other ones that I've seen this week. <laughs> Yeah, square is but yeah, that. no, it was, it was something else. It was from the PC event. No, um, I didn't watch that one. Yeah, I just got some glimpse in there. Honest, honestly, I fell asleep. Um, but yeah, the less we say about that, the better. Um, but yeah, that's like other than that, there's not a lot to talk about with Bethesda because they basically did not have a lot to show. So, Which if you were to brings... grade it? Wow. Um, a very generous six. Mm, okay. Like, very average. I'm... Honestly, I've, I said it at the, at the top of this segment. They did not need to have this be a live show. There were so many unnecessary applause for everything. It just... It just felt weird at a certain point. People were saying that were just introducing themselves, and there was this big applause. There was this one guy who kept yelling throughout the whole dang thing. It was weird. Yeah, but that, I kind of get the idea that that's with fans because that's something the same thing we saw at Microsoft. No, no, and no, it's no, cool no. that Keanu Reeves if, was able to use it in his presentation, but. Sometimes when you put fans in there, they're kind of. I remember a couple of years ago when the Xbox One got announced uh, at Microsoft press conference, uh, the fans were in there as well, and they were kind of annoying because they would shout stuff like "Xbox off," "Xbox on," and then Patrick Sutherland, the guy that left uh, uh, Microsoft now, he went to EA. No, yeah, he left EA, uh, but at the time he was at EA, he was gonna demo Battlefield Four. And he was getting annoyed by people. So he told people to shut up and be quiet. I mean, how embarrassing is that when you have to tell the audience to be quiet when you're trying to present a game? Yeah, but here's the thing. I Part of me doesn't think that that was gamers. Part of me thinks that was just people from Zenimax and Bethesda going wild. Kind of like what happens with Ubisoft every time. Ugh, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about that um 
in the in the in the in the, ep, in the next episode. But yeah, that was that was weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. why does every company come up with a streaming service or subscription service now? Because they announced uh, Bethesda came up with Orion or something, and it's so confusing. Oh yeah, right. So it is very confusing, but from what I can make of it, Orion is basically a middleware middleware solution for streaming platforms. They said uh, they said that um, Stadia and XCloud would be supporting Orion, which should improve latency. Which should improve the 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 the, the, the the games that's that are using Orion as middleware for their for any cloud service. Yes, yeah, so they said you whatever get that more performance means. out of frames and lower latency. Yeah, stuff like that. But honestly, sure. You know what was strange? They did an onstage demo, and it didn't look. It doesn't look convincing. It looked like the person that was playing just randomly pushed buttons. Have you ever looked at your hands while you're playing a video game? Yes. Yeah, it looks weird. No, but regardless. it doesn't match. It didn't. It didn't match the on-screen uh, stuff that was happening. She was playing Doom, but, and it looked like she was randomly pressing buttons at some time. I'm like, I you, played. So this you're game. saying she was faking it? Maybe. <laughs> I would be surprised. Ah, I mean, if that's. That, if that I mean, that. I mean that's totally fine if that's what you think that that was. Um, sure, man, it looked it looked weird. Regardless, it looked it, it would have looked weird. Um, why did they announce this here? I have no. This idea. could have been a. This easily could have been a a um, a, 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 a press release. No, but they have to uh, show announcement. They, uh, they have to show it so people will believe it. Yeah. It's middleware. Nobody needs to see it. It's something that works in the back in the background. But, yeah, but why? If it's middleware, why would they show it to the people? I don't think it's middleware. I think it's something else. But it didn't. It's not clear because if it's middleware, then they have no use of showing it at all. Because the people again, that are watching think, are not developers. Again, I think it's the whole. I think it's the whole. Here's the thing: EA, EA. <laughs> e three as no e three as a show at its core is for retailers and partners and is for like retailers that. and party members and blah 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 so <laughs> blah, blah, i think blah. in that i think in that mindset is why they announced orion but it's never be it's not been that for the last few years the last few years it's been for the press and for the fans. It's not about retail anymore because a lot of developers or a lot of publishers say that it's not for retail. They have different events for retail. So it's a lot about exposure to, for press and excitement for fans. Yeah, true. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. And I quite honestly, I don't care. Um, I'll, we'll see. Um, well, even as I said that, I did sign up for that Orion beta thing, so we'll see if I get picked or not. I'll be able to give a more detailed description of what it really is. So, oh, we'll see. Um, yeah. So the yeah. Anything else to say about Bethesda before I move on? 
No, because I'm afraid we're going to get depressed if we keep on doing this. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's, hand, let's end on a weird note. Devolver Digital had their digital event again this year for the third time in a row. And it was batshit insane as always. I don't watch those events because it's crazy. <laughs> Tell me what um, happened. Walk me through it. So it seems to be that every the, the, it's a sequel to last year. The, the in terms of narrative, because it always begins and ends with a sketch, and in between they do weird sketches in between. Um, and this year was no different. Um, for those who actually saw Devolver Digital's digital event last year, um, it ended with their CEO, in quotes, um, dying, getting shot. What? Yeah, she died. It, she died at the end of that digital event, and now she was in a. Now she was rebuilt as an android, but they've been trying to get her to work for the past year. And they're discussing what to do because the digital event was going to start in like a couple of minutes and she was still catatonic. And then one of the one of the marketing chicks was like, oh, no, we should not do a press event because press events are bullcrap, which, again, is what I've been saying. They should just do a digital thing. And then they poked fun at the Nintendo Direct because they called this event their Devolver Direct. Wow. And they projected the whole thing into the, uh, into the catatonic uh, CEO's brain. So she was like, what's happening here? And people are just randomly appearing around her. Lame. It, the, the, the jokes are hit and miss, but I think it was charming for the most part. And they showed off some cool games. Um, they showed off, oh man, they showed off some really sweet looking games. Um, they showed off some DLC for The Messenger, which is free, coming out um, next month in July. Um, if you haven't played The Messenger, The Messenger is this uh, ninja. If you've played Ninja Gaiden on NES before, it's like that, but with a um time travel aspect to it where it switches from 8-bit to 16-bit graphics and it looks like a sega uh, mega drive game and goes back and forth it looks really cool um the new dlc looks really rad they showed off some new games they showed off an arcade title as in legit arcade as in it has a arcade cabinet and it's coming to arcades next year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a version of... Uh, have you played... Have you... Do you know Enter the Gungeon? No. Have you heard of it at least? No. Okay, so Enter the Gungeon is this top-down, isometric-style uh, um, roguelike game where you're in a dungeon and you can pick up various guns and... Uh, you basically have to shoot waves and waves of enemies until you die, and then you respawn um, again, and then you start over and over, and, th and you basically progress through levels as you go ahead. But now that is getting a arcade version, which is a LUT gun game for two players. 
Yeah, that sounds cool. They actually showed off the arcade cabinet. It looks sweet. <laughs> the game itself looks sweet too because it's a first-person light gun game, which a new arcade game. Who announces an arcade game in 2019? <laughs> Nobody except Digi Devolver Digital. That's who. The guys have nothing to lose. Man. No, and they oh, they had this really fun. They had this really fun poke at a game that they shadow dropped this very same day. Uh, where the skit was that they had this new technology and it looked like they were going to announce their own uh, 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 online storefront for their games. And they called it Devolver Bootleg. <sighs> and it was basically bootleg versions of games that they license because Devolver Digital is not a developer, they're a publisher. So they're like, oh, we got all these games from our from our that we license from our partners and we're making bootleg versions for them and we're giving them to you. <laughs> they trusted us with their IPs and now we're reaping the benefits of them by making cheap knockoffs. And the titles are hilarious. It's basically an eight-in-one um, game pack, which you can get on Steam and it costs four bucks. That sounds okay. And it's all basically parodies of games that they've published before in the past. So, like, for example, Enter the Gungeon is now Enter the Gun Dungeon. <laughs> and, um, damn it, what was the other game? Um, they had Shooty Boots, with it, which is um, Downwell. Um, damn it, what was the other one? That, oh, you know Hotline Miami, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so now you have... Hotline Milwaukee. Wow. <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh, that was so bad. Oh, and Luftrauser 6 and oh, all those titles were so the all those titles were so cringy and awkward, but the delivery was just so perfect. Oh man. That, that I will say this out of all the 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 um, all the press conferences I've seen so far. The Volvo Digitals was the most entertaining. <laughs> Surely because it's insane. And the way this one ended was that the world was coming to an end Terminator style. Oh, great. With the music and everything. And a Sarah Connor-like character walking up to the still very much catatonic CEO and telling her, Come with me if you want to live. What's going on with and Terminator? And then it ended with to be continued. Yo, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they. I don't know. Maybe they paid off a bunch of people or something. I don't know. It's, it's weird. been in Microsoft's press conference, which I did not expect. It's in this one. Mm -hmm. There's one we shall yep. not na name now, but there's another press conference that appeared into. What the hell's going on? I don't know, man. I. Oh, I think I know what it is. It's because the new Terminator movie is coming out mm -hmm. and it's being helmed by, or at least it's being produced by James Cameron. And that dude knows how to market the shit out of his IP. Okay. If you, you know, still remember stuff like Avatar. Is James Cameron actually making a movie again? No, no, no. He's producing the, 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 the new, uh, he's the producer on the new Terminator. Ah, okay. Yeah. Which is a, another reboot, but... This one takes place, you will never know how back, far back the reboot goes, 
after the second movie. So everything after the second movie that came out didn't happen. Yeah, it sounds like uh, those alien movies. Exactly. Gee, great. So yeah, that was the, the, the Volver Digital. I would give them a solid B. Okay. Like legit a solid B. Like, um, wait, what did I give Microsoft? An A? An 8. I gave Microsoft an 8 and you agreed. Yeah, I would give them a seven and a half. That's nice. It was, it was like, it was just, it was a half hour, so it wasn't long. They showed the games that they wanted to show. They had that weird sense of humor, gross out humor. Oh, I forgot to talk about one of the other games that they announced was this thing called, oh my goodness, I forgot what the name of that game was. Oh, crap, let me look it up real quick. Uh, Click, 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 click. It was this real, it was this something that they called a reverse horror game where you actually play the monster. And <laughs> it's like this thing. It's Have you seen the thing? Uh, or no. do you know of the thing? Yeah, I do know of that. Yeah, so the thing is basically this parasite that takes over people's bodies. Yeah, you're basically that. Okay. Um and ah damn it, what was that one called? I can see the image here, but I doesn't it doesn't say the dang name of the game. Uh here, let me see if I can ah here. Um damn it, well, I think it was called something like Chastain or something. Uh where is it? Carrion Beast. Okay. Yeah, it's this weird creature that is all tentacles and a blob and takes over everything. It's disgusting and I love it. It's also all in pixel art, so it's not that creepy. Sounds creepy. But it is disgusting. And it's awesome and I kind of want to play it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they had all these weird, crazy titles. That's what I like about Devolver. They have these weird titles that you think like, oh, that's just crazy. But when you play it, it's like, oh, that's actually awesome. Just, yeah. I mean, they even announced a Battle Royale kind of game called, um, damn it, I have it right here and I keep forgetting the name, Fall Guys, where it's where you have to compete in mini games until you uh, reach the goal. That sounds like Mario Party. <laughs> it is Mario Party Royale. meets Fortnite, but re- but but without the guns. Okay. And they're and you you're playing cute little colorful blobs. Yay! It again looks weird. It is right up the the Volvo Digital's alley. Yeah, yeah. It was it was weird. So yeah, that was um, so yeah, that was the first day of press con. Well, the first two days of press conferences. Um, do you have anything else to add uh, before we sign off? I think we saw a lot of interesting stuff. Um, 
So far, it's kind of feeling like a gap here. So I don't know if there's any cool stuff going to come out later this year. For example, where is Modern Warfare? It hasn't been shown at any conference. I was expecting Microsoft to show it. I think a lot of people were expecting Microsoft to show it, but Activision themselves are not at E3 this year. Yeah, so, so what's up with that? I don't think that we're going to see it anytime soon yeah whereas you would say that e3 is the perfect moment to show modern warfare because that's what they do every year and normally they do it at the sony press conference because sony's got that deal with them for the yeah but sony's not here now Uh, sony's not here now aren't they and it's so weird that they're not here because it just it feels like there's this big gap and yeah it kind of feels it kind of feels like they like they made the wrong decision doesn't it no, 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 no. They made the best decision. If it's a gap year, they made the best decision. And so far, it's shown to be a gap year. And it's wise of them to not show their cards. And I think Sony's going to do a different event later this year. And then they're going to go into details on their next gen. And then they're going to give The Last of Us a release date. They're going to give Ghost of Tsushima a release date. Mm. I mean, besides Death Stranding... Mm-hmm. I can't, and Modern Warfare maybe, mm-hmm. I can't come up with a game I really, really want to play this year. Because the only game I really, really want to play right now, or am playing right now, is Total War Three Kingdoms. I, I, I love that game so much that I'm going to buy a new PC one of these days. Oh, I thought you were going to say Battlefield 5. No, Battlefield 5 is a game I still love and I still play. It's just that... I really want to play the Pacific part, and that only comes out later this year. So I'm really having a great time with Total War Three Kingdoms, but I can't mm. think of anything that's coming out this year because I'm not a big Gears of War fan, so I can live without Gears of War. There's not anything really big on the calendar besides Death Stranding and Call of Duty because it's a Modern Warfare reboot. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, we still have tomorrow. We have, we have Ubisoft. We have Square Enix. We have Nintendo coming up. So, and you know, E three is kicking off officially tomorrow. So we might get some new stuff in between getting announced. They like doing that stuff. Um. So yeah. Um. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us uh, for this episode. It's a long one. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, we'll be back again um, tomorrow. Tomorrow, obviously. Well, we'll be talking about Ubisoft and Square Enix and Nintendo. Yeah. So, uh, as always, you can find us on any podcasting app that you like to listen to. Please let your friends know. Um, also, you can leave us a message uh, with the link in the description. Uh, please feel free to do so. Leave us a question. Leave us leave us feedback um leave us a five-star rating on uh, itunes or google uh, google uh, or google or spotify or wherever you may be, be listening to your podcast the feedback helps us a lot to know what we uh, what people enjoy about this uh, uh, this podcast i hope you guys are enjoying the coverage that we're doing especially for e3 this this coming week and uh we hope you guys stick around and uh yeah, till uh, tomorrow. Yeah, till tomorrow. Right? Later. Bye.